How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Good morning, everybody. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer. Sitting in today for Nick Bodie is the Polish pipe pipe bomb, Jeff Orlovsky. Good morning, Jeff. Good, Good morning, morning gentlemen. Yeah, we come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live. And if you want to get in touch with us about any questions, comments, fishing reports, whatever, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Bushy, to start off the show, I've got something for you. Oh, you don't have any headsets. No. You're sitting right next to me. I can hear you. All right. You're coming through. I wonder if our audience can hear you without your headsets. (laughs) Here, I brought this just for you. Well, I wonder if the audience can see that. Well, you look at it. We'll describe it. But here, you look at it. And look at the bottom words first. Bring it on, Bushy. And look at that squirrel. <laughs> Doesn't he look like he's ready for a fight? <laughs> a squirrel poses on December 26th in Darien. He's, yeah, he does. He looks like one of those Hulk Hogan things where you got the arms down, flexing the chest muscles and the arms. You know, he's, come on, bring it on. <laughs> I thought, when I saw that, I thought of you right away. I got charged by a big fox squirrel once. Yeah? Yeah, he was up in the tree. I had him cornered up there. And I was shooting at him and wasn't hitting him. And finally, he decided he was going to do a direct charge straight at me. Yeah, he had enough of your stuff. He came stuff. straight down the trunk. And it's hard to shoot a charging squirrel straight down the trunk when your head's straight yeah. up and down. And he, he then once he got low enough, he zipped around to the other side, took off to another tree. Then once I then once he was, was going up the other tree, I did manage to shoot him. But then what happened was he climbed up... And then got into a hole, right? Yeah. And his body went halfway in the hole, and he died right there with his oh. with his hind end, his big butt and legs and <laughs> tail 
hanging out. So I decided to try and shimmy up the tree to get it. Did you? And it, it was raining that day, right? So he was about 12 feet up. So I could get up almost to the point where I'd reach up with my fingers and trying to hold your body up yeah, with yeah, my yeah. arm around a trunk yeah. and reach up. And I couldn't quite get the tail. So I did this for an hour. My buddy Scott comes. He goes, sees me all covered with tree bark on the front of my yeah. camel. He goes, what's the matter? I said, well, I got that squirrel hanging there in the tree. He goes, well, why don't you just grab my ladder over there? He points <laughs> to his ladder. I grab the ladder, bring it over to the tree, lean it against and just as I lean the ladder against the tree, the squirrel slides right into the hole, gone. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. oh. After an hour of hanging there. Oh, wow. Jeez. Oh, I bet you got Kevin on the line. From the palatial estates of Maple Ridge. All right. Hey, good morning, hey. Kevin. I hope you're feeling better today. Yeah, I'm feeling good. That's good. You're fight, uh, feeling a little spry and chipper? Dan. Oh, Dan. Yes, yes. I'm here. Dan, Just, where are you? Um, hey. I'm sitting right next to Tom, directly across from to, the... Do I have to whistle to you? Um, well, you know, <laughs> I kind of like I singing. Did. I just did. I, I, by the way, uh, that squirrel, uh, was it Rocky? Well, uh, actually, uh, I, had, I had already shot Rocky and took a piece out of Bullwinkle shortly before that time, so this was Rocky's oh, you cousin. Did, uh, you, 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 uh, you... He, he wasn't he he wasn't a flying squirrel was he no he was not the elusive flying squirrel you heard us talking about those a couple of weeks ago huh uh, yeah yeah, uh, yeah that's... I got a question for you Kevin yeah go ahead who were the two nemesises of Rocky and Bullwinkle well, I know this one let's see if Kevin knows Kevin knows a lot who was their who who was their arch enemies think foreign. They were foreign, yeah. They were colluding with them. Peabody, Peabody and Sherman. No. Peabody here. No, no. No, Peabody and Sherman Bor was a good one. Yeah, Boris, Boris and Natasha. Boris and Natasha. Yeah. yeah. Right, Boris and, and Natasha. And what I always liked with Boris was he'd go, what we do now, fearless leader. <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't that what he'd yeah, say? What we do like, now. Yeah. I don't think I ever met the fearless, saw the fearless leader, though. How did he no, I don't I, think I, so. I don't think so. Was, he was like... Did, uh, did he like talk to him on a walkie-talkie? I don't know. The phone? I think he was like Oz behind the curtain. He was kind of like Oz behind the curtain. <laughs> behind the curtain. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So, what was leader. I saying? Now, what was I saying? Oh, anyway. I, uh, um, sorry to get you off track there, Kevin. That, I, that's all right. I, I, always, I blame I Tom. Get, I always get on track, too. I, it's, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, what about... Um, Mackerel. Are they good eating? Macaron? I thought you were going to say macaroni and cheese, and I was going to say no, millions uh, of kids can't be wrong. Yeah, um, mackerel are. Mackerel? Yeah, mackerel are very good. Yeah. Are they? Do they have bones in them, Tom? Of course what? they do, yeah. Uh, All I know yeah. about mackerel, I remember the Japanese sailor on Gilligan's Island going, Holy mackerel! <laughs> That's all I remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, they're uh, they're uh, caught different parts of the world. You know, millions of them. Yeah, yeah. I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, Tommy. We, um, my daddy, my late daddy, Severin. Um, we used to go. Him and I, we used to go to Bass's Bay. Yeah. And, um, 
we would we would go on a Saturday. Now I didn't want to go fishing. See, I I I, I hate to go fishing. You didn't. What'd you we want? Went to, what? What'd you want to do? Just boat ride, maybe? Uh, you wanted to go to the bar. He's no. too young. No, I wanted to. I wanted to ride the boat. Okay, oh, okay. gotcha. So, uh, so he um, he takes me. Um, I don't know where he was at at Bass's Bay, and he says, um, "Come on, Kev. Uh, try to get a fish. Hop, hop." I says, "Well, okay, Dad. Okay, Dad. I gotta, I gotta do this." And and he keeps going, "Hop, hop. Okay." I didn't do it. I didn't catch it. What did hop hop mean? What's that? You said he was going hop hop. Oh, he was imitating uh, me catching the fish. Okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Because when, when he'd say hop hop, that meant the fish were either biting or not. Oh, that like your bobber was going down, and you better set the hook. Yeah, you better set the hook. Yeah. You know you um. You better do that. So you never did catch a fish that day, huh? What's that? You never did catch a fish that day? No. Oh, well. Oh. It hey, happens to Tom a lot. Sometimes you're the bug, sometimes you're the windshield, you know? I tell you, uh, <laughs> but, up, but up at Lions Camp in Rushold. Yeah, they've got that camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we, um, I caught a six-inch six, six bass. Oh, that's huge. Yeah, beautiful fish. Yeah. You know, and, and, I'm uh, very familiar with that area, Rosh Holt. Are you? Yeah, my wife's uh, father and uh, mother come from that area, especially the mother. She, uh, My uh, my mother-in-law comes from that area. That's, think, near, Ste- that's near Stevens Point. Yeah, uh, it's just a little, uh, what would that be, east of Stevens Point, yeah. Yeah, WSPT is up there. Okay. What lake is that camp on, anyway? Lions Lake. Is it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, there's yeah, a lot Lions of little lakes lake. up there. Oh, okay. A lot of little I lakes. Thought Tom yeah. would know. Tom knows every lake yeah. in the state. Yeah, yeah I and, wish. And, and they have, um, Tommy, they have good cabins up there. Yeah? I went from 63 to 1970, and then I quit. Huh. Oh. Well, it was nice you were able to get up there, Kevin. I didn't want to go anymore. <laughs> no? Well, well, we got to run, Kevin. Thank well, good you talking. for coming. Good, good talking to you, Kevin. Take Talk care, to you buddy. again. Okay, right, bye bye. now. Okay, bye. Uh, Danny, yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago we reported that uh, North Dakota had a new state record walleye, over 16 pounds, caught out of the Hart River. Well, guess what, folks? It's not a state record. You want to know why? After further investigation, it was found that uh, the fish was foul-hooked. He was snagged. And if you snag a fish or foul-hook a fish, you got to throw it back. It don't count. So boo-hoo to that guy. <laughs> he didn't get it. Uh, another thing here, Danny, is uh, the people who hunt in Buffalo County, they're very happy this year. No antlerless-only hunt in Buffalo County. In other words, they will be able to shoot bucks in Buffalo County this year. The DNR was thinking about making it an antlerless only, but they can hunt them now. Well, so. I'll tell you why they 
make it antlers. Buffalo County's got all these big giant record bucks. Yeah. And basically, there's a lot of money up there in Buffalo County. Is there? There's a lot of rich, yeah, a yeah. lot of landowners. And yeah. there's uh, at, deer hunting's a big thing. And, and I, I'm telling you, there's no way that those people with all that money and th- those landowners up there, and it's all trophy hunting, that they're going to stand for missing one season of yeah. hunting hunting. Oh, bucks. I'm sure there was some pressure oh, put on the DNR. Pressure? Yeah. I'm telling you, there's some wealthy guys up there that, Complained to a few uh, politicians, yeah. probably, and that ended real quick. Who you got on the line there, Jeff? Now we've got Rich from Milwaukee. All right. Good morning, Rich. Hey, good morning. I wanted to let you know how I did up in uh, Sturgeon Bay. Yeah, I that's right. Last yeah. Week for Smallies. Yeah, and, how'd you do? Uh, well, a very active bite. Yeah. And uh, this is the first time I actually caught a fish that was over five pounds. Hey, Ooh, good, good for you. Good job. What were you fishing, Little Sturgeon, or were you fishing? Uh... Uh, actually, up toward Sister Baymore. Okay. Okay. And uh, it, it, very good bite. Very aggressive bite. The water levels were as high as I ever recall seeing them. Uh, that that five pounder I caught too was spawned out, which, which oh really? Yeah, which was I thought kind of unusual. Hmm. I would have uh, thought it'd be pre-spawn yet. Yeah, that's well, what I would have thought. Know, I but I thought so too. Uh, typically, typically when we go up for the third week in May, we see a lot of fish in the fours. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I only had one in the fours. Huh. And uh, outside of the one in the five, and uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that that fish probably would have been about six pounds if it yeah. was. But heading. you, but you had a lot of two, three pounders. What? What? Lots, uh, huh? What were you using as far as your artificial? What's that? Shiner, lake Shiner. shiners. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So guys do use artificials. You usually I'll fish them anywhere from 7 to 10 to 1. Gotcha. And uh, there were guys that were starting to fish. This, whatever, forever, whatever reason, it's third week of, of May. It's usually kind of lax up there with campers and and uh, 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 fishermen. And, boy, are they loaded with both this year. Mm-hmm. That's great. I don't know if everybody was sick of the winter and they had to get out fishing or what. But probably. Probably. Well, it sounds like you had a great time. Yeah, they had a. Uh, I had one one uh, fish fry up there with them, and uh, a friend of mine, a coworker here, absolutely loved them. And uh, they are good. They are good tasting. Yeah, and you know what? You don't have to feel guilty about keeping some because that bay is loaded with them. They're they loaded. Are, definitely are. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for calling. Yeah. Appreciate it. Shows always, guys. All right. All right. Take care, man. Now. And with that, we got to go to a commercial break. When we come back, we got no, more newsy stuff coming your way. More newsy stuff. More newsy stuff. Yeah, that's uh, radio speak. Uh, <laughs> coming your way right here on uh, 1057 FF The Fan and uh, 1020. 1250. 1250 <laughs> AM. <laughs> oh, God, it's early. We'll be right back. <laughs> if I Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors, and uh, it's Memorial Weekend. Uh, Tom, are we going to say do something special for Memorial? Yeah, I've got it written right here. All right, I'll just shut up and let it be let it be a surprise yeah, later. Eh? We'll do it at seven fifty-five. So they'll be surprised at seven fifty-five. Seven fifty-five. How can they be surprised? We just told them it's well, going to be seven fifty-five. But they'll be You're they'll they'll, be they'll like what it is. Okay. Um, you know what today is, Danny? Um, Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right there. You're one one for one. It is the opening of muskie season in the northern part of Wisconsin. Hey, 
Now, not only now northern anglers get to go out and beat themselves up just like the southern anglers yep. <laughs> have been doing and not catch any fish in these cold temperatures yeah. and sluggish action. Well, during the governor's opener this year, uh, I forget the lake it was held on. Oh, maybe. I... Did they have governor's opener yeah, again this year? They, they do it every year. And you know, uh, Was Tony up there? Yes, he was, and he caught a perch. Now, so, does he really catch something, or does somebody just hand him a rod with a fish no, on the end of it? Is it, like a, it? is it like fake? No, he probably caught it. He did. But anyway, uh, I forget the, the lake. Uh, well, next year they're going to Hayward. So, But anyway, uh, these guys were, uh, you know, got the traditional jig and minnows, the place that they were fishing, some flowage or whatever was, uh, well, they call it a lake, but it's like a river lake mix, you know. But anyway, on a little jig and minnow, first thing the guy gets, uh, he did, they didn't catch it. Uh, he had a little walleye on, like about yeah. a 12-incher. And all of a sudden, the guy says, yeah, it's taking my line out. The drag's going like crazy. He says, I just thought I had a small fish. Must be bigger than what I thought. Yeah, it was bigger than what he thought. It was uh, <clears throat> the guide he was with figured it was around a 50-inch muskie that had T-boned this walleye. They got it up close enough to the boat where they could see it, but then it decided to let go and swim away. So. It just let go? Yeah, just opened his mouth and said, nah, I don't want to eat you right now. I guess. So have you been out bass fishing in the last No, week? How I, about I'm, your son? I'm waiting. Um, I don't, no, I don't think so. See, I right as I'm older, Danny, you know, years ago in a tournament, I didn't care if I was fishing for a, you know, trying to catch a bass on a bed because money was on the line, right? So that didn't bother me. Now it's like I feel guilty if I try to catch a bass on a bed, whether it be the male protecting or the female getting ready to drop rigs. Now, I, I'd rather I, – I like – I mean, let's put it this way. It's easier to find the fish when they're in their summer pattern, all right? After post-spawn, they're in their summer pattern. It's just easier to find them and catch a lot of them. But, you know, it's just – I don't know. I just, I just don't want to fish for the bedding fish. That's you don't want to fish for But I bed. could fish for the pre-spawners or the post-spawners. Yes, I, I know that. So are they... But we've had such crappy weather. Every every time I want to go out, it's raining. <laughs> you know? It's supposed to rain. I was going to go tomorrow. Now, yeah, tomorrow. Guess what? Thunderstorms tomorrow. Chance mm. of thunderstorms. And guess where my rain suit is? Well, we've talked about this. It's in my son's boat that's in storage. So why is the boat in storage? It's summer because he he sold his house and he didn't have anywhere to put it. Why why couldn't he just park it like in your driveway or on I, your I, front lawn? Well, yeah. the front lawn, yeah, sure, yeah. Less mowing. Well, the prob well, uh, I don't think I don't think that's allowed where he I did, live. Probably doesn't want to tell the real reason. No, I no that's that's the reason. It's in your storage. wife won't. Your wife won't no. There's nowhere to put. There's it. nowhere to put it. Oh, at your place? Yeah, there's nowhere to put it. I don't have a driveway. I got a two-car garage. and Oh, uh, that's right. You got the buy an no, alley and yeah, stuff like that. By a dead-end alley, you know, and so I don't have anywhere to put it. So That but, must be tough in the in the winter. Now you he, got an alley to try and back in and out and snow banks and oh, stuff and make a turn. It's got to be a pain in the nah, butt. Not really. Not really? Nah, no. Because usually the alley there. are the last thing that get plowed anyway, yeah. so. Yeah, I don't worry. You know, when you when you let's face it, you if you're in Wisconsin long enough, you you learn how to deal with that stuff. Yeah, of you course. know, you you deal with it. You know, it's just so, snow. So as as far as bass, I wanted 
to talk to you about, ask you about hair jigs for bass. Because I've been reading a lot about up in Door County. Now, we just had mm-hmm. uh, our caller call, and he was using live bait. Live bait. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I guess, well, live bait, let me ask, I'll back up. Live bait. Uh, it doesn't seem like a whole lot of people use live bait up on the Bay of Green Bay. Right. I did see some guys using leeches, just tearing mm-hmm. them up once. Is there kind of a stigma with using live bait for, for bass? Nah, any way you want to catch them. If the bass if, purists if, aren't if, like... if the bass purists look down their noses at you, give them the figure. <laughs> well, I'm just the asking, do catch the bass... them any way you want. If 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 it's legal, go right. Well, ahead. I agree with you, yeah, but go right my ahead. question is, do the bass purists look down on? Probably. Sure. Well, you were a bass, you know. But I didn't. At, back then, I didn't care if people wanted to. You didn't care. I didn't care. But I kind of get know. the subtle impression that. Maybe it's the more sporting way is to use the artificials and people. I think there. I think catching them on artificials gives you a little bit more gratification because you're 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 getting the fish to bite on something that's not real, you know. I mean, and 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 that's the trick is to get them to bite on something that's not real. They're gonna grab live bait, no problem. Because yeah. in the musky world, the ironic thing years ago, anyway, what I heard was in Minnesota where trolling is legal. Right for muskies, okay. Mm-hmm. Trolling's legal, but so nobody, none of the musky schmoes had a problem with that up there. But they li- did look down on live bait fishing, like sucker fishing for muskies. Okay. Yet over in northern Wisconsin, where they didn't agree with trolling, right? They use suckers all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have two time. different groups. One yeah. doesn't like that way. One doesn't like, and they both got their. I don't you, know. you know what? Whatever you feel comfortable in using, but I'll tell you one thing. I think you you, I, you take a, a, re, a regular inland lake. Yeah. Okay. Now this might sound arrogant or whatever, well. but you take a enorm, a regular inland lake, and I'll tell you what. I'll catch more fish on artificials than on uh, live bait. Yeah. A lot more. Oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Well, back so. to back to my question on. Uh, they're saying black hair jigs up in oh, the yeah, Bay, yeah. Bay. Have you fished hair jigs a lot? Years ago, I, I years ago I had some I did, but I feel that the the rubber legged jigs, you know what, which a lot of guys will call flipping jigs or swim jigs or whatever, they got the rubber legs. Yeah, they, I don't know. There, there's a different pulsating move that they have that might be more. I think is more attractive to the fish. I don't know. I mean, there are times when hair jigs work really good, like for walleyes. Hair jigs can work extremely well in white bass, like on the Wisconsin River. Right. Uh, and uh, not just the Wisconsin, but the Fox River and all that. Uh, which, by the way, in the river before the mouth of, you know, like in Butamore and Poygan and all those walleyes that are coming back to Winnebago, uh, one of the popular baits is a three-way swivel, like a Wolf River rig, using a hair jig. You know, uh, and it's really, a, it's, I shouldn't really even call it a jig because there's not a weight on it. It's a so it's a hair with on a hook. So they just kind of <laughs> leave that out in the current. Yeah, then? yeah, so yeah. Chuck it out on the bottom, keep a tight line, and that little yeah. hair jig kind of is, is in the current, floating around, floating around, yep. and then the walleye comes yep. in there. And yep. wow, it's a big, big for white bass too. As a matter of fact, for white bass, you use a double, double one, put two of them on a line, and uh, but you know you keep it close to the bottom, a foot or two off the bottom, and. And right now they're getting a lot of white bass and walleyes uh, 
like in that, you know where Rainbow Park is? Yep. Yeah, in that area, stretch of the river by the Butamore Bridge and all that. And then that whole river all the way down to Winnebago. Yeah, they're doing really good right now. So, I think that uh, I think that park area, my brother used to fish in the spring and get some big perch. Oh, yes. As a matter of fact, right across from Rainbow Park, the launch area there, across and to the west, you'll find all these big pilings, okay, that they had. I don't know what they were for at one time. Maybe there were docks there. Maybe it was for shipping or something. I don't know. But these big round pilings, these trees coming out of the water, right, these pilings. And uh, we used to go up there in April and always hammer the perch, yeah, right along all those pilings, yeah. Yeah, my, really well, my good. brother just fishes from shore somewhere. Yeah. In fact, when my dad was still alive, mm-hmm. he would drive down from Green Bay all fired up to go catch a bunch of perch yeah. from shore. There, you, you'll still see you'll see a lot of people by Rainbow Park. Just to the west of Rainbow Park, there's a big public area for fishing, and you'll always see people there. And they're, and they're catching fish, too. They're catching fish, yeah. There's fish there coming through all the time. You know, the rest of the reports that I'm hearing – so far, it doesn't sound like fishing's been going gangbusters no, no. in the state with this cold on again, off again. Those bat, like for the bass, for example, they're coming in. Oh, they're gone. They're coming in. Oh, they're gone. So, you do, know, back and forth. Same thing with the panfish, too. So, do fish, <laughs> will the fish come in, let's say, right be, to get ready to spawn? Does, do, the, do they just abort the attempt if all yeah. of a sudden and head back out? Yeah. They'll just start. They'll then they might move out a little bit, or they'll move to a, the, where they were staging before. M- might be fairly close, you know. But uh, yeah, they'll they'll move in and out. Yeah. And and do fish come in in, in different waves too? Where you might have one group of fish yeah. come in oh, and yeah. spawn and yeah. out, and then another one comes it, it, in it, later. It, it almost seems like even though the temperature is right, the sun is right, everything's right. It seems like you'll always have some that are spawning a little early, some a little later. You know, I mean. They're, yeah, it, I mean, it, they don't read the same books we read, you know, so they're not going to do exactly well, everything the how same. How about smelt? Smelt. Now, smelt. Now, they come in every year at a certain time. They, they come in, and yep. they're coming in to spawn as well, yep. right? That's yep. why they're in the shallows. Yep. and Because, you know, it, it, interesting thing, um, years ago when I was up in Green Bay, assistant pastor at our church ran the youth group, and he said, uh, we're going to go catch some smelt. And then we're going to sell them for like a fundraiser. And this was like two weeks after anybody had smelt fished the bay, right? Because okay. I'd gone with my dad, yeah. and he had a counselor buddy yeah. of his he'd go with. And we got a few up towards Red River, I think. Yeah. Uh, we'd go by Sugar Creek up there, I think okay. is what it was called. Creek or Creek, whatever you want to call it. And uh, we got a few, but we really didn't bang them too well. Uh, and I remember telling the guy, hey, smelt. It's over. Yeah, it's norm- over. normally you it's, have that four or five day run, and then that's it. It's done. Yeah, but it was kind of like miracle of Jesus and the fishes and the nets because we went just man not far from Bay Beach State Park, or it's not State Park, but Bay Beach and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went just a little bit further north of there. Nobody mm-hmm. was around, and I'm thinking this is useless. We're not going to get any smelt. We were the only guy group out there we hammered smelt we filled up buckets full five gallon buckets and we'd sell them by the dozen to the people in the church 
I don't know what we charged them. And ma- a big, huge fundraiser. Yeah, it worked. Great. That's awesome, Dan. The smelt must have come in later than all the other ones. Or I maybe, don't know. maybe a little further north, the water temperature was a little bit different. Who knows? It was, or truly a miracle. Yeah. Cast on the right side of the boat. Anyway, we'll be right back, folks, with the gut report. So stay tuned for more. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The gut report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Jeff, you like Mexican food, so you're going to like this. This is easy, easy peasy. All right? Easy Take peasy. a pound of pasta, any kind of pasta you like, all right? Okay. Cook up that pasta. Then you take a jar of salsa, your favorite salsa, and a can, 15-ounce can of tomato sauce. Add the two in there, mix it up, hot or cold, you got Mexican pots, pasta. <laughs> it is so easy. It is easy. If you want to throw a few extra and jalapenos peasy. in there, you can. If you want to throw some uh, cayenne pepper or, or no, something. Well, if you want to, you know. Uh, jalapenos? Yes, of course. And, I mean, if you want to throw a few other... <laughs> If you want to throw some extra cilantro in there, some lime juice, yeah, fine. But basically, a jar jar of salsa and a 15-ounce can of tomato sauce into the pound of pasta. It's great. It's so easy to make. It is easy. And people like it. Anyway, uh, the Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you're going to find the best price selection and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street in Barstow and Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. And guys, thinking of, speaking of easy peasy here, I've got a menu in my hand here, Tom. Yeah. You'll never guess in a thousand years what it's what's on this menu. You won't believe it. It's made by some people called Petlicious. Okay. So here it is, guys. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm getting a little nervous already. You and me both. Okay, no, that's, no there's nothing nothing bad. Our, our friends at Park Avenue Pizza, right? Okay. Okay, Park Avenue Pizza, which they've got, I rave about their uh, chicken, roasted chicken, their pizza, they got good pizza. Uh, Thursday night, go get that spaghetti and meatball special. But they've got a new dog menu. It's a menu specifically for Rover. And it's available for takeout and delivery. Okay. And basically, it's it's they they are kind of partnering with some place called Petlicious, coming up with these menus of like tasty food for dogs that's supposed to be like good for them healthy, too. Healthy, healthy. So yeah. so they got here here the, here's the menu: doggy fish dinner, fish cookie, potato pancakes, tartar sauce, aka frozen ice cream. Poop, pupperino pizza, paw style pizza. Uh, anyway, the Beethoven burger with or without a bun. Pup beverage. Now they got beverages. They got drinks for them too. Puptina <laughs> served with a pepperoni garnish. <laughs> um, 
And they call their their menu is called the Scooby Snacks menu. And so for co- dog owners, it's sunny outside right now. You're taking your you know Rover for a walk. They've got outdoor dining where you can take order on the outside there, sit outside in the sun, order your own cocktails and food, and you can order a meal for for your pampered pooch. And if you get order a meal from the Scooby Snacks menu, you get two dollars off any bar drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why not? <laughs> But, I'll order it, and I don't even but, have a dog. No, <laughs> it's available for delivery. So think about it. Somebody's uh, home; they're going to uh, order in for food, and they got their dog that they love like a more than a person. I can see people ordering something for their dog. It is a good idea. They, I bet they're going to make a ton of money. Doing I mean, that. I think yeah. it's. I've never heard of any place doing this. Now I don't know if this is imagine. Imagine if you did that on the East Coast. You know, like in some oh, big in California. city or, you know, with all. Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll do that constantly, yeah. How about just open a restaurant just for dogs? You might as well, especially in California. They all got those little purse dogs, you yeah. know, that they walk around with <laughs> what and if, stuff What if there. you open oh, just for dogs or cats? I don't know if that's going to make it. I don't know. Listen, I think it could. If you put it, I like, on know. some popular Venice Beach kind of boardwalk area where all the people are up and down with their pets all the time. Who is going to deny? And once they take the dog once and get him a treat at that place, you know that dog, it's behavior conditioning, Tom. Yeah. You ever hear about Pavlov's dogs, Tom? Of course. What did they do when the bell rang? I know. They went and ate or did whatever. Oh, they salivated. They salivated. Come on. Didn't you pay attention in psychology class? I knew what it was. You're too busy sneaking outside having a beer and a smoke between classes. I Le- did. Leaning on your <laughs> leaning did. on your sixty five mu- leaning on your sixty five Mustang. Actually it was a sixty two Nova. Was it? <laughs> I had a seventy seven Nova. And he had yeah, the- I had a seventy two Nova too. And yeah. you had the white T shirt on with the sleeves rolled up with the smokes. With the smokes right up there, yeah, right up by the shoulder. Of course. <laughs> well, of you course. Were such a dirt ball back then. <laughs> Well, they have those cat cafes now where, you know, you go in and get coffee or whatever. There's cats all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So you go in there, drink coffee, and play with cats. So, you know, you're telling me that, you know, feeding your dog uh, takeout meals isn't going to make a lot of money? Here's a quick story, and this is gosh darn honest truth. Before we played a Hornschwagel, i got to tell you this quick story. Yeah. Uh, A friend of mine who has since passed away was a a videographer uh, for us at Outdoor Wisconsin. Right, and he had to do some shooting for uh, Tracks Ahead. It's one of the shows on PBS. Right, he had to go to Russia, and this family brought him into their, you know, him and the videographer, the videographer, the audio engineer, and the producer brought him into their home. They stayed with them, very nice, right? And uh, so they did their work. Well, anyway, my my friend said, if you guys ever come to America, let me know. You can stay at our house. So they did. Okay. So he picks him up from the airport, and he says, well, i got to make a quick stop at Pick and Save. Uh, is that okay? Yeah, sure, let's go. They're walking in this is a big Pick and Save, right? Yeah. Big superstore. They're walking in this big Pick and Save, and uh, the guy, they happen to go down the pet aisle. And it's a long aisle, pet food both sides. And the guy and his wife from Russia are looking back and forth. He says, you have more food for your pets than we do for the people. He says he couldn't believe it, that there was that much stuff just for pets, for dogs and cats. Uh, You know, it it just blew their mind. So anyway, but 
We're going to play the Hornswoggle next. You can win a couple of prizes. Uh, if, so, you, if you have won in like the last six, six weeks, weeks, try and give some new blood a chance. Right, so right. what can they win, Tom? Well, it's the Hornswoggle is brought to you by a couple of people. The uh, One is Carl's Country Market, known for its award-winning sausages, everything neat and more, at Pilgrim and Silver Spring in Menominee Falls. There you get a $10 gift certificate from them. And by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents, you have your choice between a first aid kit or a fish uh, attractant flavor and an insect repellent. So anyway, stay tuned. Uh, be a caller, 799-1250. I think we got people calling already because they're jumping the gun, want to get in on Aren't this. they supposed to wait till you say call now? Isn't well, there like a starting gun? We're, we're going <laughs> to let the Polish pipe, pipe bomb pick up whatever line he wants. We ought to come up with like a signal going forward, like the yeah. sound of a 30-30 Winchester yeah. going off. Yeah, so absolutely. 799-1250. Yeah, like outdoor show. Call now to be a contestant on the Hornschwaggle. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sitting in today, Jeff Orlovsky. We'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Thanks for uh, listening and getting on the crazy train with us this morning. Right now we have our world-famous, the long-awaited, popular segment, the Hornschwaggle segment. I'm going to make three statements relating to the great outdoors and uh, or and or hunting, fishing, whatever. And uh, our contestant is going to determine whether I am uh, pulling his leg, which is a Hornschwaggle, or I am telling the truth, which is no horn schwaggle, and I believe we've got Tom on the line. Yeah, from the gated community of Newburgh. Hey. Hey, Tom. How's it going in Newburgh? Good morning, gentlemen. All right. So you know how this works. I'm going to make this. Okay, so here we go. (laughs) Magnum cartridges, magnum rounds. There's lots of magnum loads now coming out all the time. Read all the gun magazines. But the first... Magnum load was the 300 Savage. Uh, I'm going to have to say that's uh, no horn schwaggle. That was a horn schwaggle. Oh, the, Moses. The, the 300. <laughs> Moses. <laughs> Moses. I never heard that one before. Oh, Moses. <laughs> Holy Moses. So the 300 Savage was actually came out the, the, to be kind of like a tweener cartridge between the 3030 Winchester and the 3006, and uh, yeah, so 300 Winchester Savage. I mean, Magnum was our first Magnum, but okay. But here we go. Uh, lever action rifles, though, are very popular for deer hunting, and basically the three brands that have been the venerable ones throughout the years are the Winchester, Marlin, and Savage lever action rifles. Uh, what did you say, Marlin, Winchester, Marlin? Winchester, Marlin, and Savage are have been the go-to lever-action rifles for most hunters. Uh, or the most prevalent. You want to phone a friend? The most, <laughs> no, the most prevalent. No, I'm going 
I'll, I'll I'll roll the dice. No Hornswoggle. No Hornswoggle. Yeah. All right. Come what on, a, Tom. What Winchester? about what about McHenry or Henry rifles? They just started making those now. We're really? talking about over the, over the years. Well, I knew one of two of them. Winchester I knew. and Marlin were like the standbys yeah, and those the I knew. and the Model Ninety Nine Savage. That one I wasn't. You sure didn't know. About. That's I, a, that's that's the other two. Those, I are knew. The, those three yeah. are the popular dear ones. All oh, the old timers yeah. would go, the old timers would be like, of course. Yeah, uh, McHenry don't. They do mo- most yeah. of those uh, yeah, collectors. Right. Yeah, but I'm not an old-timer, see? I, I don't, what I are don't, you talking about? I don't remember that far back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do. You're so old, we had to Come on, you. Tom. So, anyway, are you guys done with jokes over yes. there? Okay, yeah, so done. here we go. Uh, here's one, Tom. Here's one that Tom gave me. I walked in today, and he gave me a big picture with some snakes. Garter snakes. <laughs> he wants me to ask a snake question. So, here we go. Uh, after mating in early spring, uh, garter snakes, female garter snakes. Well, I guess maybe do male garter snakes have babies now too? Because I'm hearing in this world, the human <laughs> males have. Are there transgender garter know. snakes? Yeah, they, they they just came out. They yeah. just they just came out. Okay. Boy, today's the world's nuts, guys. But anyway, we're gonna stick with <laughs> female garter snakes. Bear their live young in August. For September and usually around ten to twenty-five in a litter, hornswoggle or no hornswoggle. Repeat that again. Okay, so the female garter snakes have their litters in around August or September, and they can have as many as ten to twenty-five little baby snakes. <laughs> uh, no, they don't have litters. They lay eggs. Okay, but we're not going to get technical on the litter. They they have ten or twenty-five. <laughs> <laughs> but not in September. <laughs> so, are you saying that's a hornswoggle? That is a hornswoggle. You got your timing off, I would guess. Ah, that was a no hornswoggle, Tom. Oh, come on. Come on. They, Jeez. They, they lay their eggs in, in, in August, it's, September? It's all, all it says here. <laughs> it says, courtesy of the Wisconsin Outdoor News, page 36, it says that they bear their live young in August or September. Wow. And Tom, I completely blame Tom Newbauer for you missing this Here. one because he insisted that I ask a stupid question about snakes. Tom, I'll give you a second chance to Wait win a second. something. Wait a second. Right. Okay, what? You're blaming me. Well, I'll blame you, and I got, and I'm not done with you yet, but we got a long Uh-oh. show going here. Uh-oh. I got some more stuff to get on. I got some problems him. with you. It's uh- Festivus all over again. <laughs> all right. When those snakes lay their eggs, they have a real penis in their anus. Uh, oh, oh, that's good. Yeah, Tom, I'm going to give you a second chance. I'll send you some mini mites if you get this right, okay? Okay. <laughs> on a garter snake, how many yellow stripes are there? Oh, come on, Tom. Now, how does somebody get that one right? Well, there's huh? two main stripes on the back. But I'm looking I, at one with two main stripes on the. Yeah. What? What's the <laughs> well, answer? I, overall, I I think they have uh, the two main stripes. Well, I'm sorry, but it's three. Two what? on three. one on each side and one along the back. Who yep. would know that? Uh, I was giving you a, a second chance. What? That sucked. That was well, another snake question. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Tommy. Brought I'm a little the snake s- questions. I'm in. a little snake. I'm never going to ask. So we call again next week. I won't ask yep. any snake questions. <laughs> Swear to no God. Problem, guys. All right, take care. Okay, thanks, thanks for playing. Tom. Bye now. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. I I gotta I tell. A... Huh? Go ahead. I just gotta tell you something real quick. Yeah. I don't know. Some people believe in chiropractors. Some people don't. They think they're voodoo artists, whatever. 
But I'll tell you what, uh, there's this chiropractor, Mark Jaquette, that I go to every now and then, and he's on 137th and Capitol. And uh, I'll tell you, one time I couldn't walk straight. This is back in the mid-'90s. I couldn't walk straight. I was bent over. Within five days, pain gone, pain-free, walking upright, no problem. And then there was another time maybe about 15 years ago I had to see him. Well, anyway, I had to see him the last couple days, Thursday and Friday, because I was lower right back. Man, it was just killing me. I mean, it was just terrible. Sitting down, getting up, getting out of bed, whatever, rolling over, getting in and out of the car. It was just killing me. After the first treatment on Thursday, I mean, it was like most of the pain was gone. After the treatment yesterday, I haven't had any pain at all. And I'm going to go one more time on Tuesday. But I'll tell you what, you know, what I found out is there's a lot of chiropractors that are not hands-on anymore. And Mark, Dr. Mark Jaquette, he is a hands-on chiropractor. Some of these other ones, they use little tools and implements to do stuff. Man, he gets right in there and cracks the spine right from the top of your neck down to the bottom of your of your tailbone. And he does, I mean, he's cracking it all over and he's pushing and pulling and doing stuff. And I'm telling you, it it it, it feels great when you're done. Tools yeah. and implements. Yeah, it's, they do. Sound like aliens. Yeah, they are. It, yeah, the, the, yeah, some of the newer chiropractors. They are aliens. Well, they're, you're just using different Every things. Chi- I only went to one chiropractor when I was having the neck. Yeah. I'd get the tension kind of in the neck. It was partly stress, too, but my neck would just lock up the muscles going into my head, and I was on ibuprofen like crazy. And I finally went in, and do the she'd do the neck kind of a crack in Cracking, the neck. Cracking, yeah. You, yeah, and, and it, it did help. Uh, but you want to know what has really worked, believe it or not? What's that? My pillow. Yeah? I got a my pillow last summer. Mm-hmm. And I'm down to zero neck headaches, cracking. It really? really works. Wow. We got to well, call Mike good. and get him on our show sometime and tell him I don't his know. pillow worked. I've never been, but if you're feeling all limber now, Mrs. The True better watch out. <laughs> <laughs> He's not that. He's not no, that limber. She, she don't have to. Nah, she don't, that no. No, 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 It'd be a long weekend we're, for her. No, I don't think so. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Two seconds and Tom's okay. out having a smoke. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, uh, here's Jeff Orlovsky with the sports the Polish update. Polish rifle. <laughs> yeah. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Hey, good morning, folks. Welcome back to the second hour of the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We're glad you're joining us this morning. Even if you missed the first hour, you missed a lot of good stuff. But you know what? You can always listen to it later. Jeff, how did they do that? 
Uh, you can do it on the Radio.com app and uh, listen to it on your phone anytime you want or go to 1057fmthefan.com and you can listen to uh, all the shows there as well. Yeah, just click. If you want to see Cutting Edge Outdoors, just click on Cutting Edge Outdoors and you can listen to the first hour, second hour, whatever. As a matter of fact, you can listen like for months back. Anyway, uh, 799-1250 is the phone number if you got any questions, comments, whatever. Uh, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. But uh, Dan is, uh, I don't know, getting a coffee or something. So, But we do have a call coming in from Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. Andy's going to be calling us with a fishing report. Uh, out there on Pewaukee Lake, so we'll we'll see what uh, what he has to say. Now he's supposed to call back at seven o five, and it is seven o three, so we're giving him a few minutes. Anyway, uh, let's see. Now I see there's stuff I want to get into, but I don't want to get into it until Danny's here. So I'm gonna I gotta wait until he's here. Um, anyway, uh. Was uh, that person didn't want to stay on the line or something? What did they? No, have? no, they had to run. But they oh. said, uh, "Fantastic show and uh, big fans." Oh well, that's very nice. And this must be Andy calling from Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop, where they have every. I mean, yeah, they got the stuff for bass and panfish and northerns and walleye. But what they really are noted for is all the musky stuff. If they don't have what you want in musky stuff, trust me, you don't need it. They got it at Smokey's. Well, is that Andy? It's not Andy. No. We got Joel from Monaco. Oh, Joel from Monaco. Hey, Joel. Hey, boys. How are you doing? Hey, doing we're good. doing good. How about you? Very well. Hey, That's Tom, good. Uh, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, you were a little surly a couple of weeks ago or maybe a week ago about not sending mini mites out to people. Yeah. Well, yep. now you're doing it again, eh? Well, maybe, maybe. I, I felt sorry for Tom, that guy. Well, Bushy yeah, was asking him questions. Well, Bushy's asking him questions that the normal person see, wouldn't know. Here's, here's know? the problem. Because Bushy's abnormal. <laughs> <laughs> like, Abby normal. Like in Young Frankenstein yeah, when he got right. the brain and yeah, he goes, which one did you grab? The one Abby. A, a, Abby a, normal. Abby normal. Hey, but, uh, you, the reason the reason Tom doesn't <laughs> mail the mini mics is those packages, they're kind of thick. They come in a thick plastic kind of a thing. And it costs a fortune at the post office to mail the doggone things. Well, you got anyway. better off just going out and buying them on his own. That's right. That's right. Did you have a, what's on your mind this morning? Well, I wanted to give you a slight fishing report. Um, I was out last weekend in Cushing, Wisconsin for a fishing uh, trip with uh, some friends. And we didn't get any fishing in because it was raining the whole time. Doesn't that suck? So, oh, it was terrible. And then when we went to leave on Sunday morning, we got the truck stuck in the mud, and oh. then it started snowing. What? It was snowing. I did hear it was snowing last week. <laughs> yeah, it was snowing heavy, and then the tow truck got stuck. It was a fiasco. You, it sounds like one of Bushy's trips. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was, it was a Bushy Yeah, I slept the night in, oh. a, in, a, in a farm field this fall. Just figured, well, my four-wheel drive, the switch went, the activator switch, yeah. you know, the $400 fix wouldn't engage, right? So I just had to wait. Next morning, I got a guy with a tractor to pull me out, but I, I, I laid in the truck, and right before dark, I saw the coyotes come running by me, and then four yeah, bucks. This and, morning on my way home from work. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I, oh. I, where, where again is Monaco? 
Monaco is in between Crandon and Rhinelander, Wisconsin. God, yeah, that's way you up there. Monaco to Monaco. Oh, one oh. gas station town, boy. One really, gas one station. gas station. And and are you calling us on uh, on your phone or a landline or what? I'm calling you on my cell phone. Yeah, you are. Because great, great reception. You know. Oh. Yeah, really yeah, good. It's not bad out here. <laughs> well, Tom, we have, are you we listening have on gas and cable and everything? Are yeah. you listening on the radio.com app or through your I computer? Am, I am on. I am listening on the radio.com app. You guys get me through night shift every single time I work, which is what I worked last night. Wow, well, that's great. Uh, glad that's great. Appreciate Joel. you listening there. Well, thanks well, for hopefully calling. Your fishing goes another, better. Yeah. Another thing I wanted to say too is I I uh, I followed suit. Tom, with your son from Arizona, I got myself a kayak this year for kayak fishing. Yeah. It has opened up so many avenues to be able to get on these small lakes. Isn't that true? Syrian lakes. It is I'm, It is outstanding. Yeah, if, if, you're, if your back is good, I recommend it. <laughs> well, I, have, I had bought a, it's called a Pelican um, Catch 110. It's a 10-foot kayak, yeah. and it's got a chair that you can actually recline in it. Oh, jeez. It's a little higher up. Yeah, a little higher can, up. You can stand up in it. I mean, for a guy, I just turned 34 yesterday, and uh, for a guy my age, it's great. I mean, yeah. maybe when I'm 50, it won't be so great. But well, I'm telling you, for for a lot. Well, my son's uh, father-in-law, he's uh, almost he's about 60 years old, and he he loves that kayak. He's good shape, and he's out there fishing in places that regular boats can't go. You know, yeah, and it's, it's a nice neat. avenue to go. Yeah. If Tom weren't falling apart here, he could get a kayak too. Yeah, but, if I, but I'm falling apart. He so. needs a two-person hey. one with the chiropractor next to him. Probably need a pontoon boat kayak. Now, now, <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're talking. Grill on it, a cooler, maybe. Uh, old, maybe yeah, a some adult beverages, a grill. Tom's language. Oh yeah, maybe even a, a one of those stripper poles. Pole you know? dancer. <laughs> Pole yeah. dancer. Uh, oh, yeah. I don't think they. I don't think you can have those in a kayak now. Oh, not no in that pontoon. Like, yeah, oh, it's an added extra. Stripper has to have good balance. <laughs> yeah. it's a factory One extra. Time you're lucky your wife doesn't listen to this show. Yeah, you know she doesn't. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. All right, thanks for calling. Take care. Yeah, See you, Joel. Joel. Take care. Okay, yep. bye now. <laughs> hey, I got some stuff for you, Danny. You might yeah, be interested. I think our audience would be here. interested. Now, you know, trapping is still. A big deal to some people. It's not as big of a deal as it used to be, but right. you know, years ago they did a lot of it. But I'm going to ask you some just some quick questions. Uh, how much do you think a mink pelt would bring you? The average. A mink pelt. Yeah. How much would that bring me? How much would they pay for an average? Uh, well, the fur prices. I used to look at uh, the magazine Fur Fish and Game Tom, and right in there they actually have the each each yeah. year you can look and they'll have the prices. So, do you want I, to throw a number at uh, me? I'm thinking mink a uh, mink pelt maybe fifteen yep. to eighteen bucks. Well, the top is tw- seventeen. That's the top, but average nine bucks. Okay, muskrat. I was pretty darn close, right? Yes, you, yeah, were. you were. Okay, bring okay. it on, how about big for, fella. Bring how about, it on. How about, for a, how about a muskrat? Uh, those typically might be two, three bucks. Yep, pretty good. Three fifty nine is the average. Yeah. How about how about a beaver? How about a, a genius, be- eh? beaver pelt? Beaver. The beaver is a friendly fellow. Um, at one time, beaver you could get some really good prices at one time. Not but, anymore. Uh, but, but not anymore. I'm um, figuring about 30 bucks. Actually, a lot lower. 10 to 11 is 10 the average. 11. Yeah, that's really low. Okay. Now, you would think an otter would, well, they don't have one for the otter. 
It was very di- disappointing sales. Nobody wanted them for some. A wily otter. Here you go. This is a friendly fellow. They how about chirping. An, they put their heads out. Of how about an o, o possum? I see it, Jeff. Why do oh, they put an right. O in front of the word possum? I just an call it possum. possum. I know. It's a possum. How much for a possum? Again, those are typically two, three bucks. Yep. Two dollars and three cents is the average. You should go on a price is right. Yep. Hey, and how about a fox? Price is right. Nice fox. Well, my. Depending on, I guess. My brother Tim once shot one up in Douglas County on the palatial estate. And he shot it. Uh, I left him on a ridge, and I, 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 there was fox tracks. And I last words to him, I said, you'll probably shoot a fox. And I walked. 20 minutes later, I hear one bang. He shot a red fox with a 30-30, lever action, open sights, and he shot it in the neck, and he yeah. cut the bottom of the neck, and that's all the part. The fur was perfect. He got $75 wow. with that outbeat, with non, not skinned. Took the whole carcass in, and the guy said, you couldn't have shot it in a better place because that's where they skin yeah. from that part. But uh, that's when fox prices were really high. So right now, I again, I want to stay say maybe that thirty dollar mark for a good yeah. one. Uh, twenty three fifty eight. Yeah, you're, you're close. Now, but would you believe it that there's a market for skunks? Yes. Yeah. How? What do you think the average for a skunk is? Uh, again, that's probably about five bucks. Yeah, three ninety. That's close. Yeah. Uh, okay, raccoons. They're all over the place. I got fifteen dollars for one yeah. in nineteen seventy six, but uh, now I'm thinking maybe about uh, eight dollars. Well, they don't even list the price because they're waiting for the the mark, the raccoon market to open up. There was <laughs> now there was a time, Tom. So that's I, your update I, on I, when I went to a uh, <clears throat> I went up to a Horicon Marsh, and there was a biologist up there. In fact, Dank, remember Dank? You know Dank, Wizzy's mm-hmm. buddy Dank. Mm-hmm. He uh taught an, an environmental class at McPherson College. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I took the class, and uh, or maybe it was his wife, Sue's class. Anyway, we went up to the Horicon Marsh in the Wildlife Center and went, went in there and got a presentation by this guy who's so famous, he can, like, identify every bird in the universe. In fact, they, oh, they, wow. flew, him, they flew him to Russia. Yeah. He can identify the song, the, the, the you know, the sounds and songs yeah. of... He took us on a tour walking around there, and uh, one of the things that he did talk about was raccoons. And for some reason, he brought it up. He said, you know, years ago, if you were driving down the highway and you saw a dead raccoon, Mm -hmm. you were slamming on your brakes doing a U-turn to go back and grab it as quick as you can, and Mm -hmm. likely you'd be too late. Someone else would pick it up. When those prices were that high for him, I think back then, you know, well, raccoon, raccoon, quote, the coats back in the yeah, old days. Yeah, sure. That was oh, back yeah, in the flapper was, days, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they were once uh, <laughs> once pretty popular. Before we go to break. There's too now, many raccoons, Dank, though. We should start, yeah. Sh- yeah. I was going to say, sh- Dank's a big guy. Yeah. yeah. And he he looks like a cross between Santa Claus and a, and a biker. You know what I mean? The big beard. He looks kind of like big, an albino Bigfoot. Kind of big, scary guy. He <laughs> looks looks like, yeah, he looks like a Bigfoot. Yeah, An albino Bigfoot. <laughs> so so we're up in Monkey Island one day, and he says, uh, uh, John and I and Dank and a few other guys, and he says, yeah, we ought to get some za. Let's order some za. And I said, what the hell are you talking about? What's a za? He says, pizza. I said, Dank, are you getting that lazy that you can't say the word pizza? No. You got to shorten it up to za? Dude. 
I got it. <laughs> I got an even better one. I shouldn't have said it to him. You pounded me we, right into the ground. <laughs> we were we were sitting up there one time yeah. with John, and John wanted me to run the liquor to the liquor store to get him some stuff. And I say, Dank, you want anything? He goes, Yeah. He says, I want some fat squirrel. I just so happened to have this enormous fox squirrel I just shot in the back of my truck. Oh, no. I put it in a plastic bag. Oh, <laughs> I, gave John, nice. I gave John his liquor, and then I took it and I threw that in his lap. Yeah. And this big fat fox squirrel. <laughs> and he opened it up <laughs> and, he looked and just started laughing. Oh, oh yeah, God, I got him on that one. That's hilarious. I want some fat squirrel. Yeah, well, you got a fat squirrel. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Oh, God, folks, we're having such a good time here. Call your friends, wake them up, tell them to tune in to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and me, Tom Neubauer, with Jeff Orlovsky sitting on the boards today. And actually, he's called the Polish Pipe Bomb. Not the Polish rifle. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that's called so, a lot worse. It's not so easy peasy to remember, Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, you're getting older, too, just like me. <laughs> we'll be right back. I don't need a chiropractor. More. Yeah, we'll be right back with more. I got my About Hoochie Mama. <laughs> Light my fuse, Hoochie uh, Mama. Tom's getting frisky over there. It's Welcome. a chiropractor. It's a chiropractor, man. I'm telling you. Welcome back to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. 799-1250. If you have a uh, hunting, fishing report. Uh, I guess we had Andy from uh, Smokey's Bait yeah. Shop on the line Yeah, before. he was going to call back, uh, but uh, they must be busy out there. Because, you know, this morning is really nice. I mean, yeah, it rained like heck last night, overnight. I, well, I don't know if it rained like heck, but it rained last night. But there might have been a lot of people going out this morning, you know. And uh, so they might be busy out there at the Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. So, But it's yeah. supposed to rain, rain later on, too. I don't know when, but they just said a chance of thunderstorms today. So, And I see those heavy clouds moving in. So maybe somebody wanted to get out there for a few hours before it got bad, you know, or something. Anyway. How about as far as crappies? Have you heard anything on the crappies? Uh, no, not really. But, well, just the scuttlebutt that's been going around is that, yeah, guys are still catching, you know, some here and there. I mean, they're not catching them up close now anymore in shallow water. You so know? they're not shallow? No, they're, they're, they're moved out. Because I think it was last year, Memorial Weekend, when they were getting them around the Scrub Island yeah. in Pewaukee yeah. there in just a couple well, of feet of water. Well, you know, on the east end of Pewaukee, let's face it, that's all shallow. So, you know, there was something holding them over there. But, uh, you know, there aren't a lot. The weed growth isn't really in gear yet. And normally in Taylor's Bay, you get a lot of, you know, crappies, bluegills. You get everything in there, bass, muskies, northerns. You get everything floating around in Taylor's Bay. But I guess Taylor's Bay is a little barren right now because there are no weeds, supposedly. Now, that's what I heard a week ago. So, you know. so maybe it's changed by now. I don't know. Right. Oh, goodness me. I'll tell you. They're, oh, and, uh, you know, Minnesota voted to have a wolf hunt. Uh, but, then they, but then the Fed said, no, you're not going to have a wolf hunt. 
Well, have they been delisted? <laughs> Same thing in, yeah. Deli- Did they delist them again? Did that yeah, finally get, that's, it yeah. has been well, delisted? No, no, no. They're still listed. But Minnesota voted that, yes, we're, we want to have a wolf hunt. But then the feds said, no, you can't. We're going to keep them on the list. Same thing happened out in Utah, I, Utah, I think it was. Out yeah, West. yeah. they voted. They want a wolf hunt, too. And and I, as far as I know, Minnesota has even more wolves than we do. They even got a bigger problem than we do. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if I've ever heard of it so much as a problem. Minnesota just seems to be so vast in the north woods well, of Minnesota. <clears throat> I don't think you get the complaints about the wolves up in Minnesota like you hear in northern Wisconsin. Yeah, you do. And yes, do. they did pretty much come on in from Minnesota, yeah, yeah. from what I no, understand. Well, they, they, uh, well, the DNR actually planted them, too. You know, they brought them from Canada and put them in Wisconsin. But, but the thing is, is that, see, we don't hear a lot of the stuff living in the southern part of Wisconsin and people, same thing, and who live in the southern part they, of Minnesota. But, yeah, they, they brought they, them over. I thought oh, they yeah. just kind of no, no, tried they, fostering they, some of the ones that were here no, already. No, they reintroduced them. They reintroduced them, yeah. But anyway, but people who live in, let's say, northern Wisconsin and half of the nor- northern part, let's say, of Minnesota, anybody who's raising any kind of livestock has problems with wolves. Anybody. Yeah. They all have problems with them. So anyway, so we'll see what happens. And, and, and I've, I don't know where it stands. I, and I think if they, if they keep them on the list in Minnesota, they're going to keep them on the list in Wisconsin and Michigan as well. You know, I mean, they're going to. Leave them on the list all over, you know. Well, no, the, yeah, because the list is a nationwide thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's not like there's a specific right. list for each state. But I thought or we're going to list yeah. them on your state. But it's the, because the they are listed do, under yeah. the umbrella yeah. of that Endangered Species but I think Act. The, 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 the feds could do that though. They could say it's okay in one state, but not I don't the think others, so. It's either they, they no. either delist it in one. It's place. all or nothing, it's, huh? It's, it's, yeah, I think it's uh, yeah. it's pretty much. Uh, yeah, unless it's by region. Maybe it is regional by Wisconsin, Michigan. Uh, pretty much Wisconsin, Minnesota, Michigan, we're all in the same boat as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a matter of taking them off where they're no longer considered endangered right. or threatened. They've got different levels that right, they list right. the stuff at. And yeah. um, the fact well, is, is you well, know, the wolf lovers, it's all about the wolf love. It, w- something about the wolves, it seems like people either hate them yeah. Or they love them. Yeah. I'm one of the rarities. I'm kind of a guy who's somewhat in between. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of cool to hear a wolf howling in northern oh, Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, having having some wolves in northern Wisconsin is fine. But you don't want, you know, well, according to DNR, there's about 1,000. According to people who live up there, there's a heck of a lot more. Uh, and uh, the thing is, is that, you know, Wisconsin has always said, oh, we want a, a wolf population of about 350. Well, that has escalated, you know, to way beyond that. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You know what I don't understand about this endangered species stuff? Now, like, we know there's a lot of wolves in Canada, you know, Alaska, wherever. Let's say especially in Canada. Lots of wolves, right? How can they be an endangered species here when there's so many there? Or here's a good example, the paddlefish. Now in Wisconsin, you can't even bring that in your boat if you accidentally accidentally hook one. You know, you got to leave it in the water, cut your line, take the hook out, whatever. You can't even bring it in the boat. In Missouri, in the in the well, I forget what time of the season is. They'll have a twenty five fish limit on paddlefish. I mean, they got so many. If we ran out, oh here, have some. We we want to get rid of them. 
How can that be an endangered species when there's so many of them? Yeah, we might not have a lot here, but they got a zillion of them down there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, how, how does it be endangered? You know, I can see an endangered species like there's only 100 left in the world. Well, yeah, we better protect them. But if there's thousands of them in one area and very few in well, another, why is that endangered? It's, it's, it's amazing that in Canada you can hunt them with a small game license. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm so really many surprised that the animal <laughs> rights activists up in Canada haven't gotten on that one. And I think maybe it's because wolves remind people of their dogs, right? You know, it's part of the dog family. So maybe yeah. that's why, you know, dog lovers are wolf lovers or whatever. I don't know. But they, the animal rights activists succeeded in shutting down the spring bear hunt for black bear years ago, I believe, mm-hmm. up in Ontario because they tried to claim that cubs were going to be orphaned. And the fact is, is that nobody shoots ones with cubs. You're not supposed to shoot. Right. I mean, it was all BS. So they, they canceled that hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't gone after the wolf hunt. I believe they did cancel the um, grizzly bear hunt in British, uh, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. I think the anti succeeded. Oh, in, right? Yeah. Yeah, canceling that. Mm-hmm. I think you can still black bear hunt. But the antis are going after you. They're going after your hunts and your guns wherever they can. Yeah. No matter what they say, they don't want none of it. And uh, if you remember a few years back, and Jeff, you might be inter- interested in this. Now, there was no law against it. The guy with a spear, like a big spearhead, a spear, he snuck up. Or, or he was standing behind a tree waiting for a, a bear, a black bear, to get close enough to him. It got close enough. He chucked the spear at him and killed it with a spear. And he had a guy with him was videotaping it, all right? It was on YouTube. And uh, as soon as that video got out, oh, no, you cannot hunt bear with a spear. No, no, no. That's illegal now. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like, now, if if you think hunting bear with a bow and arrow is a challenge, Go out with a spear. <laughs> now, that's a challenge. I'm not getting that close to a bear no matter that's, what. I know. That's well, a they, challenge. They do that stuff with the with the hogs, with the wild yeah. hogs and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. They Come go on, guys. Of, I mean, you got to get, you know, what do you want to do? Get a loincloth and run around the, like you're Tarzan or something. I mean, I like hunting and getting back yeah, to nature, but yeah. some of these guys are getting well, taken yeah. it a little too far. Yeah, I, yeah. I think this guy just wanted to see if it could be done. And he probably was one of those outdoors guys, you know, really into it. He just wanted to see if it could be done. You and know? what you didn't see was his, you know, buddy Bubba standing with the Oh, he probably the had the rifle the just in case. With yeah. the slug shotgun. Now, yeah, now like the, the Africans, when they're out, uh, year, you know, let's say years ago, they're out there with their spears hunting a lion or, or whatever kind of animal. Nobody was standing behind them with a rifle. <laughs> you know, no. that, that's all they had. I think it was, you know? wasn't it the Maasai that yeah. would, uh, yeah, the we, light of pa- passage was to kill a lion yeah. with a spear. And they'd surround the lion. Yeah. They'd, they'd get in a big circle and they'd, and, and they're, the way they got them, from what I understand, is they would entice the, the lion into a charge and then they'd plant the back end yeah, of the spear right. into the ground. So the lion would impale itself. Yeah, yeah. it's gotta, like, 
And nobody you was make sure you line it up yeah. just perfect. And, and nobody was yeah. backing up those guys with a rifle. You know, they didn't well, have backup. You know, it's well, like, the guy, the guy that might. killed the bear is nuts. But I'll tell you, I'd rather hang out with him and his buddies than the people with no stones that are. You know. Yeah. Oh, you got oh, a point you there. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, well, all the PC crowd. Yeah. So you can't do well, anything in this world. That's there's one right. thing we can do. Speech. There's no free speech hey. anymore. Hey, what? there's one thing we can do. What? We can go to a break. How about that, Jeff? <laughs> Sounds good. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Stay tuned for more right here on uh, 1250 AM and I like the best line. If you want to kiss an angel, you got to... Go to heaven? No, if you want to kiss an angel, which one? Is, you, oh, you got to promise not to tell. Oh, yeah. You want to kiss an angel. Okay. Who do you got on the line there, Jeff? Andy's back now. Oh, Andy's back. Andy's back. Hey, Andy from Smokey's Musky Bait and Tackle Shop. How you doing this morning? Pretty good, guys. How you guys doing? Good. Are you busy? Uh, well, I'm, I'm on the lake. I'm, I'm only from Smokies. Oh, that, I get oh, it. We You're just associate out on the lake. you with doing nothing but working all the time. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So what's your report? Oh, well, no, the muskies aren't active here in the first five minutes. Okay, it's good but, talking to you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you there, Andy. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's, looking, it's, it's beautiful out here. We got, uh, let's see, water temps at about uh, 60. We had 61 for surface temps. Uh, when I'm getting lower on my transducers, like 50. 52, if that makes sense. Um, looks like there's a big deal of bass tournament. There's a lot of bass guys out on, uh, especially on Rocky Point. There's a whole bunch of guys in there, so I'm guessing there's smallmouth in there. Right yep, now. yep. Uh, but we're dragging a little sucker. Probably going to do a little combo, musky bass, and hope for something here today before it gets crazy and then get off the water. How about crappies? you see anybody crappy fishing out there? Uh, I don't. Uh, it's kind of windy where we're at right now off the lakeside. I, I would guess they're maybe tucked away somewhere. Water clarity, is it clearing up at all out there? Mm, it's a little bit more clear than when I was out here uh, like a week ago, but uh, it's still still kind of pea soupish. Gotcha. Have you, right. have you heard any muscalunge reports? Um, well, uh, all I have is just a secondhand report from some actual technicians that are at Smokies right now. Yeah. Uh, but they said it's pretty. it's been pretty slow here so far. But I think, uh, like everyone's been saying, the the slower weed growth here on Pewaukee, especially, I think long term, it should make for a much, much better season, and the whole, uh, you know, the whole east end will be a whole lot more fishable. I think so. That, that that's my prediction, my friend. So, so how full is your cooler market. today? What's that? How full is your cooler? Oh, it's, it's pretty, pretty empty so far. Uh, it's going to be a split, a split day here. Me and my brother fishing in the morning, and the wife and kids come in the afternoon. So oh. uh, they'll be bringing the cooler at that point. Oh yeah, so you got to kind of take it easy now. Exactly. All right. So, okay. All right, well, thanks for calling, Andy. Talking, Andy. Oh, also, also, the whole dog thing, uh, the dog food thing. Yeah. I was a dog owner, and the guy that uh, controls what goes in the. The one end and then have to deal with what comes out the other. Yep. Uh, a weird dog diet is not always the best thing. That's just my two cents. 
Well, this is made from the good folks at Petalicious, so apparently yeah. this is scientifically designed for dogs. <laughs> okay, Andy, All we'll right, talk to you later. Good luck today. All right, you too. Bye now. Okay, we got a couple of emails, Danny. Okay, they're coming in hot. People this, are getting out of bed now. This is from Mark. Tuning us in. Uh, oh, yeah, it said, Tom, see page 18 of latest outdoor news. A guy harpooned a 370-pound gator. Wow. 300, 307 pounds. That's another no-go for me. Well, a, you know, a but harpoon. a gator, see, that's okay, because you're in the boat, You right? can outrun and it. And they're in the water, and you're throwing a spear at it. Yeah. That right. I can see. Yeah. Yeah. I would have to be in a big ass boat. I'm yeah, not, right. You're right. right. Oh. I would be in a canoe. This this is interesting. <laughs> What's interesting, Tom? This is from Milan. Milan. Greetings from the UK. Hey, is that that Russian girl I've been trying to date? Well, uh, it says hi, Dan Milan. and Tom. <laughs> from the Just UK. sending a shout. Meet real Russian girls waiting to meet you. What? Just sending a shout from UK. That's United Kingdom for those of you in Rio Linda, California. <laughs> He <laughs> got, got it. Anyway, just jokes. sending, yeah, just that, sending that a jokes. shout from the UK where me and my baby daughter Emma Lija, I think, are listening to your show. We both love the outdoors and hope to visit Wisconsin. For now, couple of pics from the Thames. That would be the Thames River. T H A M E S. Yes, and Pike. That's a river. Also, we caught and released. Place is called Hampton Court near London. Kind regards, Milan. Well, uh, thanks do you for s- listening. Oh, wait a minute. That's I sh- very nice. So we got I'm- someone listening, really, from the Ukraine? No, no from the UK. The UK. The UK. The U- okay. See, that's why I had to say the United Kingdom for well, those I wasn't of you. Listening and- to you. You guys and- are worldwide. Oh, you know, this guy, he looks and, familiar. Uh, you want to see him? And good luck with that Brexit stuff. Here. Hold on. This is, uh, this is Milan with his little girl. That's him there. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that's a great picture. It yeah. Looks like a cute little girl. And, yeah. And uh, just wait till she gets to middle school like mine. Well, oh. oh, well, let's keep everything positive here, Jeff. <laughs> and he's got he's got a few more pictures here. I'm just trying to load them up here. Sometimes it takes a while for this to load up. So he's got oh. some pike pictures. I don't know yet. They got big pike over there in Europe. In fact, when I retire, Tom. Yeah. I might take a trip to Europe for a pike. Oh, this is a monster pike. Come on, Milan. This ain't Good job, Milan. Here, this is this one's about twelve inches. I don't know. <laughs> this is about twelve inch pike. He's uh, using that for bait. Yeah. Well, maybe that's that's his bait. Yeah. And uh, oh, I'll that would this be thing. a good hornswoggle question. That pike are known cannibals. Oh, check this. How would you? He must be fishing from shore. Look at this, Danny. And you you got to see this. Here's his pole. He's holding up by a stick. And across the river is a freaking castle. Look, look at that huge thing. It's like, what scenery is that? You know? That ain't Wisconsin. Huge castle. It, it, it looks like the brewery brewery from the oh. movie Strange Brew, Tom. Oh, almost, yeah. It looks like the, what was the name of that? The uh, oh. castle in Strange Brew. Oh. But, uh, what was the name of that beer? It wasn't Duff. Uh, not, uh, what kind of beer <laughs> was it? The beer in Strange Brew. They yeah. were going to yeah, the M- Milan. That's that's some pretty cool stuff, you know. Yeah, thanks really. for listening. All yeah, the way in the you. UK. Yeah, that's nice. 
That that's different. Oh, we wow. we used to have a listener in Italy, but she came back here. Yeah, and I haven't heard from her lately. No, and uh, we've got listeners in Kentucky, all over the place. Oh, there was that one Navy guy who listened to us wherever he was stationed at South really? Korea and some other place. Yeah, I used to work at Smokey's. Um, I can't remember his name. Oh, Bo. No, I don't think well, it was. Corey. Corey. Corey, yeah. When he was stationed all over the place. He's still probably listening to us somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Oh. All right. So you're you, done you, playing around on your emails now? No, you talk. I'm, I'm, talk. I'm pressing, just, he's, I'm pressing Jeff, buttons. Jeff, he's just staring. He's just like he's just staring like he's sitting at home. I'm playing Staring the buttons. at stuff. And, and we're trying to do a radio show here. The number one rule is keep the needle moving, right, Jeff? I, yeah, I, but he's looking for Rapunzel in the I, window of that castle trying to I, get, you know, Rapunzel, trying to get shot. Reputa, Reputa, Demuta, <laughs> let down your hair and let me clap at the light of your love. Hey, that was Jay Giles' band. I'm, I'm, I'm you getting, ever listen to that? You I, go to the Jay Giles' band live version of um, uh, I Must Have Got Lost. Okay. You're going to love it. I will check it out it, today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, since we're going to our last break, I'm signing out, so don't send any messages on Yahoo. You know, there was something I was supposed to mention today. Somebody is looking. Oh, what? I know someone. I can't mention who, though. It's a secret. You know, you Somebody's looking for a good, lake. A good used boat and motor trailer. You know, the whole setup. If you got a used rig, you know, with an electric motor up front, you know, uh, locators, front and console. Boat motor trailer package, something that's affordable, used, good condition. If you got something like that, email me at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Well, yeah, that, that's that's too ambiguous, Tom. I mean, something affordable. What do you well, mean? Well, something decent. You know, I mean, there's a thousand dollar decent fourteen okay. foot no, old boats, no. and there's five thousand uh, okay, dollar decent okay, eighteen foot. Okay, here okay. we go. A sixteen footer. Okay. Flat four floor, three seats, live well, you know, your basic, uh, let's say, Lund uh, Explorer, something toughie. like that. Not a toughie, no. No, he's getting brand specific. So he went from anything to like it's got to well, be Well, not this. a toughie, though. No, not a fiberglass. <laughs> aluminum boat. Aluminum. Aluminum 16-footer with like a 40 or 50 horse on it and... Uh, you know, just all your basic stuff. Uh, something that's charge, in, something that's in the five to seven thousand dollar range. Okay, five. Now we're talking somewhere five in there, to seven thousand dollars. Somewhere range. in that range. Something that's been well kept, and and not something with a real old motor. You don't want anything real, because you know, with real old motors, you just can't find parts for them. You know, that's that's the bad thing. They break down. You're out of luck. You know, on that. Hey, we got to go to a break. All right. Okay, folks. Last break coming up. And the last segment of the show, 799-1250 is the phone number. That's 414-799-1250. You can get in touch with either Dan Bush or me, Tom Neubauer. But first, you'll have to talk to the Polish pipe bomb. So Polish get, rifle! So get your eggs in a the line there. I think is it eggs in a line or ducks in a row. Ducks in a row. We'll be right back. There we go. The prize contests on the Cutting Edge Outdoors are the sole responsibility of the Cutting Edge Outdoors and radio show and its sponsors. Any questions or comments should be directed to ceoguys at yahoo.com. And if you do win a prize, give it a couple of weeks. It will get to you. 
Thank you, Tom. Danny, take it away. Take it away. Take it away. <laughs> uh, what do we? Oh, we got Dennis on the line. Yeah, let's we go got to Dennis. Dennis, our Boulder Junction connection. Hey, Dennis. Good morning, guys. How the heck are you? Good. Oh, we're doing good, buddy. Things must be much better up, much better up by you now. Now it's finally getting the sun's out and it's drying up a little bit. Our water tables are way high up here this year, unbelievably high, and I. I, it's good because we got to get the lakes back up where they belong. But right now they're there. But uh, fishing is great. The summer is great, and we're gonna today is a big or this is a big weekend for everybody being up here. So it's a lot of people, and the fishing is real good. Uh, Jacks, jigs, and minnows, weedless and regular ones. I give him a plug this morning. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, their uh, fishing's been real good, and their fish are starting to move off the rock bars, and and uh, they're going back to the deeper water. So going back to the weeds, huh? Back to the weeds, and then the weeds are starting to grow now. And there's, like I say, with all the rain we've had, uh, water tables are way high. So you know, n- not not only the inland lakes are high, but Lake Michigan is the highest it's been in quite a while. Not as high as it was, let's say, 25 years ago. But you know, we had a drawdown in Lake Michigan. It was water was levels down, but now it's really up there. You know, kind of yeah, like right. your lakes, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, a friend of mine in Door County, he says his water's as high as he's ever remembered, and he's in on Green Bay side, and he said the water table's way up like it uh, hasn't been you, for a long time. You, you know why that is? Climate that? change. <laughs> hey, <laughs> had nothing to do with the rain and the snow melt. <laughs> that should really, really help the natural reproduction yeah. of the pike up there. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, it sure so, will. So, it's been great. You guys got to come up here sometime. We'd love to have you up here. We could go fishing and play golf and, and maybe have a beer or two. How far of a drive is it from Milwaukee to where you're at there? About three, uh, I'm going to say about 320 it's a, miles, well, 350 miles. So. It's about a four and a half hour drive. Four and a half hour trip. Well, yeah, yeah four and a half, yeah. Depending maybe a little bit, you, you depending know, on traffic. Stop to take a leak or not yeah. on the way up. Drive in the middle of the night to get there quicker. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's all well, easy driving now. It's freeway all the way now, Right. If it's four and a half hours for normal people, if my friend Sal drove it, it'd be three and a half. Is <laughs> he one of those speeder guys? Oh, boy. Uh, uh, all right. Well, Dennis, thanks a lot. Take care, yeah, buddy. We'll keep, in touch. we'll keep in touch with you guys and and, uh, and have a happy summer. Thank right. you. Happy Take Memorial care, Day to you. Yep. All right, here we go. This, you know, today is uh, this weekend is Memorial Weekend, and it's to remember the people that have fallen. And uh, this is my little soliloquy. All the way back from the Revolutionary War until the present, men and women have di- have lost their lives while serving in the United States military, preserving our right to life, liberty, and the p- pursuit of happiness. In a word, freedom. We honor them on Memorial Day, remembering that the freedom we enjoy was not free. There was a heavy price to be paid in the lives of American servicemen and women. America will always remember their sacrifice. We are very fortunate to live in the land of the free because of the brave. Did you write that yourself, Tom? Yeah, a lot of years ago. You wrote that's that? That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of years I thought ago. maybe you stole it off the internet or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no this other one, there's a different one I got for Veterans Day. That one I did steal. Okay. <laughs> yeah, or, we, you know, we don't want to get in trouble for plagiarizing. Yeah, we don't want to be like Tony Earl. <laughs> no, what's his name? What's our uh, governor's name again? Evers. Evers Tony yeah. Evers, yeah. Tony we don't Earl. want to be like Tony Evers and <laughs> Tony plagiarize. Huh. To e- plagiarize ourselves. Yeah. 
We don't want to do that. And we also want to thank the police officers out there, the men in blue working hard this weekend while everybody else is. We appreciate you. The firefighters, first responders, all military personnel, health care workers don't get enough thanks. And the moms and dads out there raising our kids right. Yep. Okay. Or at least trying to. Except Tom over there. At least trying to. Tom, now, here's a serious question. Yes. Uh, It's Memorial Day. You know, you grew up. In an era, I'm guessing, when some of your friends, did they go to the Vietnam War? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, lo- I was drafted in 1970, but I didn't have to go. Did you lose any they friends? They kicked me out. Uh, not close friends. Okay. Guys that you knew, Guys though? that I knew. From yeah. high school? Yeah. 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 But not, not close guys. No, no. Okay. My close friends, no. One of them was in the Army Reserve, so, you know, he stayed here. Right. I think. Yeah, he did. So well, why didn't they take you? Did you have flat feet or something? <laughs> Trick knee. I got Trick a. I, I got a. I got a four F. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you pull a Ted Nugent? What was I, that? I heard Ted Nugent. I don't know if this is true, but I I heard Ted Nugent did something where he went in all disheveled and stuff and smelling like act, you know like and acting like he. Yeah, there's a wild story. Go online and look it up, guys. It, but it's really? a wild story that he dodged going, and I don't know if it's true or not. But yeah, now, yeah, he hmm. he didn't quite pull a corporal clinger, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you did get drafted then. Yeah, I went through that physical, which was very embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's kind of embarrassing when. Bunch of guys. Yeah, never mind. I don't want to. You know, and so they, I don't even want to get Is it like it. a group physical? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Well, oh, it's, yeah. It's crazy. I've gone to so many things at my kids' school around yeah. Memorial Day, and half these te- half the teachers have no idea what Memorial Day really? is. Really? Make sure you thank all the veterans. Make sure yeah. you thank all. It's like. That's not what it's no, about. That's Veterans Day. Yeah. That's what Veterans Day Thank is for. Thank anybody in the military. That's Armed Forces Day. Yeah. This is the day for those who paid the ultimate sacrifice. Exactly. You and, know, and, it's crazy. And I hope people, when they're at their parties and whenever this weekend, just, you know, you don't have to mention it to anybody. Just yourself, just, just take a minute and think about all the people that have lost their lives for this country. Anyway. That's all I got. Happy Memorial Day, you guys. That's all I got. Yeah, me too. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll talk to you all next week, my friends.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 